fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is January 28, 2016, and this is the ride. Hello my friends, peace and joy and good tidings to you. I don't know, do people say good tidings when it's not Christmas time? I don't know. I don't ever actually really know what that means. But I know it's not a bad thing, so good tidings to you. I'm a little punchy. I don't know, this might be about the fourth podcast today. I'm punchy because I've been up a long time and I am on the road again. But I'm punchy because I'm happy. You'll have to listen to the last podcast to find out why I'm happy. Because I'm happy. Do you know... You know the songs that have the clapping? You know the songs I'm talking about. The ones that go like this. Because I'm happy. Any song that has that has the joy of the Lord in it somehow. That Thing You Do, I think that was the name of the song and the movie. Gotta check out that if you've never seen it before. That song, that thing, that thing you do, I think, is, uh, it has got that clap thing going on. I think the Happy Song has it. There's bunches of songs that have that and every time I hear one, I just get happy inside. I might have to write a song now that does that. This might have to. You have to you have to check out my SoundCloud page. If you do me a favor, if you like these, follow me on SoundCloud, okay? If you follow me on SoundCloud, then you can know when I post obviously when I post a new podcast, you're going to find that out. You'll get a notification. But also, I've been posting some of my music up there, too, lately, and I am going to be recording some more stuff, and you need to check it out. I might even make it so you can download it for free. That would be good. I think I'm happy because I was singing after work tonight singing in my vehicle at the top of my lungs and probably shouldn't have done it as much because my throat's a little sore but I still wanted to talk to you all so here we are last time I was in the car it was pretty dark in the morning I put in a long day on the opposite side of my state from where my bed is which I am longing to get to so I didn't know what to talk about for this podcast so I think maybe I should talk about rest you know in this day and age we don't get enough rest I think I'm safe in saying that because there's a lot of studies that are out there that say we are just not getting enough sleep And it's not just sleep I'm talking about when I say rest. Though that's a big part of it. I'm thinking about downtime in general. 
I've had a chance to really think about this concept because for many years, some of you know this already, I was working really, really hard. It was, it's just like the, the story that they say, you'd, you know, the frog won't jump out of the water if you're turning the heat up on it slowly. It'll eventually boil and kill the frog, but he won't jump out of it. If you try to put a frog in boiling water, he'll jump out. But I was in the I was in that pot, slowly getting turned up, and it took a bit for me to get out of there. And had I been able to do some downtime, if it had been possible, I might have been able to cope with that more better more better there's a reason why God established rest on the seventh day because we need it we need downtime I also believe we need downtime every day I mean obviously God created night and day and the cycles we have and sleep is part of our cycle. We need sleep. But we also need some downtime. I guess it takes a day like this for me to really appreciate the days that aren't this way. You know, I had to get up around 4, get on the road around 5 a.m., get to my destination at about 8, put in a full day, and it's 8.30 right now and I'm halfway home. That's a long day. I know there's people that would think that's no big deal. And maybe you're the one that I'm talking to. If you're doing that kind of day all the time, you, you need to set up some times for downtime. If you're a married person and you're on the road a lot like this, your spouse needs you during that downtime you know, you might not need to do anything. You don't necessarily need to go out and have a date out, necessarily. But whatever it is, t spending time with them is probably really important if you're if you're gone a lot. I'm preaching to me because, you know, I probably don't have enough date nights. You know, I probably don't have a good amount of date nights if you were to ask my wife. So I better get my act together on that one. In my situation, Christy is involved with homeschooling our kids. There's a lot going on with what she's doing. She needs downtime too. And it's good if you can have downtime together as husband and wife. But rest, something about rest. We need to remember that rest actually accomplishes much. Sometimes we look at rest as just almost a waste of time. It's not productive, but oh yes it is. I wish I had the scriptures that there's probably plenty in Proverbs that talk about that. And Ecclesiastes probably. About being able to ensure that you're giving yourself a break. I think it was either Benjamin Franklin or 
uh, Winston Churchill, somebody, they were known for taking naps. One of my first papers I ever wrote for my master's program was uh, a research... We were to write a paper about how you would conduct a research uh, study. And so my research, my fictitious research, was going to be the effects of napping during the course of a workday. And I kind of thought about how in Hispanic cultures, I think it's, I don't think it's just Mexico. I could be wrong, but you know the whole idea of the siesta? I used to work with uh, a Latino who would take a nap after lunch. You could hear him snoring in his cubicle. It was, it was rather comical. If you're hearing this, my friend, I love you. I'm not making fun of you. Secretly, I was kind of envious of the fact that you could take a nap right in the middle of, you know, right after lunch like that. But the study that I was writing this paper for was to, you know, study the effects of a group of people that were allowed to take a certain nap and uh, and compare it with people that would not take a nap. My thought was that uh, if my study was done right, that the results would likely indicate what a lot of other studies had shown, which is that taking a nap, like a little power nap, actually makes you more productive. So it is productive. That's what the papers say, anyway. It is productive. It causes your other waking hours, your non-downtime hours, to accomplish more than if you just bolstered through your, your break trying to work harder to get more done. You know, in a marriage, downtime could be considered like intimate time. Emotionally intimate, physically intimate. Those times that it's just you and your spouse. If you neglect that time, it can cause problems. You know I'm right because um, I think we probably all have gone through this. Where if you're not, you know, fueling the emotional bank of the of your partner it just everything else just isn't clicking and you know you need to you need to be able to do that you need to have downtime downtime is productive think about this i mean what is it what is it that you're spending your time doing that's my question since i've uh, changed my job last year I've had a lot of time to think about all of the effort that I was putting in to my role there now I believe I was doing good work and 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 my customers were happy with what I was doing 
So I, I did get a feedback that, yeah, that was good. But I got to the point where you had to you had to cram eight hours of or you know ten hours of work in an eight hour period of time, or else you were just having to work extra hours, and just kind of constantly doing that to meet deadlines. And now that I'm out of that scene, I can look back at it and think, what was it really? What did it really gain me? Maybe a little bit of prestige and a few attaboys from the projects that I was on. But now that I'm outside of that, I wonder, you know, was it worth? You know, you're so, you're so wrapped up with your identity, with what you're doing and the job you've got, maybe the career that you're doing. Your identity is wrapped up in it so strongly that if you you know if you don't just plug away and do everything and whatever somehow you're you're not you and i guess my words of wisdom for us is that well you find out who you are not so much by what you do but who you are and who you are is fueled by your downtime, not by your work time. So as I'm thinking about it, I just want you to know that this is not... I didn't say that you can do downtime like 24-7. I mean, we got things to do, you know what I'm saying? You just need to, you know, have a good balance. But I believe that if you are giving yourself the downtime making things happen when they need to happen it's just so much more productive I had a chance when I was in between the two jobs the, the, the last job and the one that I'm in right now I had five weeks off five weeks I gotta say I kinda liked it I was doing a lot of things things that I couldn't do and I'm not talking about, um, you know, golfing or something. I mean, golf is fine, but it's not for me. And I'm not, but I did get a chance to do extra working out to kind of get my mind and body and, you know, everything in order. That was good. I took some time for myself. I took some time, plenty of time with Christy. We had a lot of lunches together. That was absolutely awesome. By the end of that five weeks, and I had done a lot of the things that we needed to do that, you know, you can't do easy when you're working eight hours a day, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I think I need to go back to work. I need to do something. I need to... It made me, it made me wonder about retirement. And whether or not, you know, you would be happy, if I would be happy in retirement, if I didn't have something to do. You know, the thing that I did today, uh, this long day, it was, uh, check out yesterday's podcast if you want to know more about it, but it fuels me. I don't do this all the time, but 
because I've had some downtime recently, being able to handle a day like this, piece of cake, man, because of the downtime. If I was always running, 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 then had to do a day like today, I might have just burnt right out. But I also, I don't know if I could deal with just all downtime. I think that's why a lot of people, when they go into retirement, they come out of it after a while and they realize, man, I, I need to have something, something to get me going, some reason to wake up in the morning. And giving yourself downtime fuels you up so that you can go and attack what it is that's making you wake up in the morning. I don't want to go through life just waiting, just trying to make it through so I can retire. I want to use these years that I have when I'm still young and spry and my mind and my wits are about me to invent what the world needs, whatever that is. And when I get some downtime, that causes me to get some fuel, get some fuel in my tank. It builds up my bank so I can go out there and tackle the world. Do you want to tackle the world? If you said no, maybe your bank needs to get fueled up. It's possible that uh, you've got a different personality and that's cool. Maybe maybe you are uh, more of an introvert kind of person. Maybe, maybe uh, you like to, I don't know, study art or, or, or read or that kind of thing. And it, you know, other people might see that as a downtime. But, but it's your, it's what is what uh, you do. It's, it's your, it's the thing you do. Man, do it. I don't know. I just don't, I'm, I'm saying all that because I don't want you to feel like, you know, if you're not wanting to go out and invent the next thing that will help mankind, it's okay. But do the thing that you're made to do. Whatever that is. So those are, that's all kind of practical knowledge, but when it comes down to spiritual, you know, some downtime, when I think about downtime in the spiritual, I think about prayer as a really awesome downtime. Some people look at prayer as like a struggle, like it's the thing you have to do and work at it and, and, and struggle at it, but really, when you have a good relationship with somebody, conversations with them, are, are they a struggle? No, hopefully there's something you're looking forward to. No, the only time that a conversation is a struggle is typically when there's animosity with the one you're trying to talk to. You know, if you have to sit down with your kids who've been misbehaving, or if you gotta talk to the boss because of some problem, those kind of conversations that you're not looking forward to having, hopefully our prayer life with the Lord isn't that way. If it is, it tells me that maybe you, you know, maybe you feel one that you're not worthy to spend time with him. 
Two, you're not sure that he would hear you anyway because you're such a bad person. Three, maybe you don't even believe that he's there to listen for, to you. Four, maybe he's not the kind of God that has a relationship with people, but just one of these far-off deity things that just, I don't know, keeps spinning the world and that's all he does. Much of that is a wrong idea about God. I'd like to offer an option, if you haven't considered this one, an option that is that God is for you, not against you, has always been wanting to spend time with you. He created you for that. He's at the door of your heart, knocking, waiting to converse and hang out, have some downtime with you, and whose job is not to break you but to build you up I feel like my time spent with the Lord builds me up it gives me fuel to do what I'm supposed to do whatever it is so guess what as we get ready to close out this podcast we're going to do just that I'm going to show you how easy it is Ready? Here we go. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that you came to earth to ultimately give your life up for us so that we could spend time talking with the Father without any barriers, without any hindrances. We know that you came to the earth so that we could have this great ability to be able to be unhindered with the Father. To have the best downtime we could have that fuels us up. Thank you, Lord God, for sending your Son, Jesus. And right now, there are many of us who are feeling overwhelmed by life. And maybe we haven't had the downtime that we need. Lord, we just want to take a breath right now in your presence, resting in your presence, in your peace. We ask that you would give us a joy of life again and a peace that surpasses all human understanding. Just a peace that can exist even in our situation of being tired or being overwhelmed. Help us to do this as often as necessary and fuel us up, Lord, and give us ideas, give us new approaches to life, to the things that we need to accomplish. We know that wisdom comes from your throne. And we ask, Lord, that right now you pour out wisdom that surpasses what we already know. Wisdom that we can grab a hold of, like a tangible thing that we can grab a hold of, this wisdom from you. Whatever it is that we're struggling with at work or in our families, we're going to grab a hold of that wisdom you're going to pour out. We're going to grab a hold of it. Lord, fuel us up. Fuel us up, Lord. 
thank you so much that we can just be in your presence and not feel like we have to do anything or perform or be anybody but ourselves. Lord, I thank you that I don't have to talk to you in King James English, but I can just be real. And Lord, I pray for my family and the families of those listening that you will touch and anoint situations and people so they can be changed and eyes opened and hearts opened and hearts willing to seek after you and hear your voice and seek after your will. Every day is a new day, Lord. Every day I will seek your face. And every day we will find you. Thank you, Lord God, that you are always just a prayer away. Just a word away. Fill our days and fill our nights with wisdom, with peace. And I know, Lord, that as we seek after you, you will tear down those things in our life that hinder us. And you will give us strength to walk right through the rubble and right over what was an insurmountable wall. You can break those things down and get us to the other side. Lord, thank you for getting us to the other side. Thank you for showing us that there is another side and you're going to get us through to it. We praise you for being our friend and our Lord and our Savior and for providing everything we need to make it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That is awesome. I am empowered. So much so that I think I'm going to do one more podcast. So right now, you stay in that word. Live in peace. Pray for those who persecute you. And give yourself some downtime with your spouse, with your family, away from the job and the effort of work, and with the Lord your God. And watch things change. God will renew your strength like the eagle. And I will see you on the flip.